What's up? I'm Ben Hale, and this is the Easy Living Yards podcast. Creating a beautiful yard should be easy. Let's jump in and create the dream yard you deserve so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. Welcome to episode 79 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today we're talking about dealing with erosion problems. Most of us have some sort of water problems on our landscape, whether it's erosion or runoff or pooling or sogginess or or whatever. And so today I want to really dive into if you have problems with water and it's actually eating away the soil on your landscape somewhere across your yard, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we dive into today's show, I hope you're having a beautiful and wonderful summer. You know, we're kind of coming up toward the end of the summer here and gearing up to fall. And I just want to put in a reminder here that fall really is the best time to be planning or or, or planting your landscape. So if you are looking to make some changes in your landscape, it's this is a great time to really start the planning process. Really, you know, we're kind of getting toward the tail end of planning. So really, if you have a small project, this is a great time to do that. So you have time to plan it still before you go and, and purchase your plants and get them in the ground in the fall. Um, that's a really wonderful time to be putting plants into the ground. Uh, let those root systems kind of adapt to that cooler fall moist fall weather and that really helps before uh, you hit the winter time wherever you live generally speaking fall is a really good time to be planting so of course if you want some closer help with that check out the easy living yards membership you can always go to easylivingyards.com slash membership to check out the details there i look forward to seeing you in the membership Aside from that, guys, also, if you enjoy this show, if you're getting value out of this show, if you've, you've been able to learn something new, uh, you know, make some positive changes with your landscape, or just, you know, to begin to change your mindset about your landscape, I'd really appreciate it uh, if you did two things. One, subscribe to this show so you can hear more awesome episodes dropped right into your podcast feed. And secondly, leave a review for this show. Leaving reviews for this show helps iTunes and other podcast apps put this show in front of other people like you that can get value out of this show. And that's really helpful for me trying to reach more people like you to help us make a positive change with our landscapes. So consider subscribing to the show, leaving a review as well. I appreciate both. All right, guys, let's jump into the show and really talk about if you're having some erosion problems What can you do about it to help prevent erosion or to remedy the situation that you already have? All right, so what is erosion? You know, it's helpful to first define what it actually is so we know what we're talking about and we're on the same page. So essentially what erosion is, is problems of water runoff. So you have moving water that's causing problems in your landscape. Usually, generally speaking, this means loss of topsoil, um, creating gullies, washouts, mudslides, landslides, etc. So this water moving across your landscape is taking stuff away with it, is essentially what that means. So your water is taking away your topsoil and uh, potentially, you know, your, your base soil as well. Okay, so there's multiple causes of erosion, um, 
and generally it all ties back to that simple definition of it is is moving water right but here's the reality even if it doesn't appear so on your landscape everybody has slope on their landscape and where you have slope you have moving water so how do we deal with this well let's dive into really understanding the causes first before we really understand how to fix it because knowing what you're dealing with and knowing why erosion is happening helps us understand what we can do and and helps us take action so generally speaking with erosion the reason you having erosion is due to multiple things one is the channeling of water so you might have a, a small uh like ravine type uh, contour on your landscape to where water concentrates into one specific area. This might have been created when your your housing development was created. They might have created a, a small drainage area, right? So everything slopes to between you and your neighbor's property, for example, where there's a slight depression. And right there in between the property line, is where the water from both of your properties concentrates as well as the water that's coming out of the downspouts from your roof, right? So when it rains, all that water concentrates right there and then rushes off both of your landscapes. That's an example of the channeling of water. That's a deliberate channeling of water. Now, sometimes that can cause major problems if it's not properly planned uh, to have the right type of channel there, especially uh, given certain types of soil. Secondly, another cause is lack of root systems. So if you have bare soil, whether you have sandy soil or clay soil, it doesn't matter, gravelly soil, silty soil, if you have lack of plant roots in that space, you're going to have erosion over time. That's just how it happens. (laughs) You know, short of having straight concrete, think about it this way, right? The Niagara Falls... There's not soil there. It's bare rock. But because you have two different types of rock coming up on each other, you actually get a waterfall where those two types of rock are. And so even with bare rock over time, there's erosion that happened that caused that massive waterfall. Okay? So just in that example, likewise, on your property, if you have lack of root systems... It exposes the soil and you can have erosion no matter what type of soil you have. Okay, so that leads me into the next piece, lack of topsoil and organic matter. This is an indirect cause of erosion because if you don't have topsoil and organic matter, it's difficult for plants to grow there properly. And so when plants aren't happy to grow there, you end up with a lot more bare spots that can lead to all these erosion issues. And likewise, compaction. Compaction is another way where it makes it difficult for plants to grow in compacted soil. And essentially what compacted soil is, is soil, think for example of when you have construction in an area. You have giant heavy equipment running over your bare earth, right? So those giant pieces of heavy equipment, those tracks running back and forth over your yard, compact the soil makes it very difficult for plant roots to get down into that soil to penetrate to get those fine root hairs that reach out everywhere and suck up water and nutrients so when it's difficult for those plants to grow you guessed it you have lack of root systems which causes bare earth which causes erosion 
the last piece is a more direct piece, fast moving water. Of course, when you have fast moving water, it's going to take stuff with it, right? So think of rapids versus a gentle moving river. With the rapids, it's picking up rocks. It's moving stuff, right? It's taking down trees if they get in the way. Okay, so likewise, if you have fast moving water in your landscape, that's an area where erosion can happen. I was recently doing a consultation and I was on site. So this was a local consultation and they were dealing with some massive erosion issues. The, the client's driveway went across uh, the side of the house and down toward the back. So they had a, a detached garage behind their house in their backyard. And this driveway went all the way back and it sloped down toward the backyard. All the water would come right down that driveway, out the backyard and straight out the back, which then was a sloped hill. So they had this entertainment area behind their detached garage, a beautiful space that they wanted to enjoy uh, having guests over for campfires. Well, that space had all of that concentrated water coming off the driveway and straight out over this entertainment area and then down a hill behind it. Well, needless to say, that area was suffering from erosion. So they had tried to put mulch down there. The mulch would always wash away every time it rained. And likewise, there was a gully that was forming back behind their entertainment space and carving out uh, a gully into the hill behind the, the entertainment space. So they brought me in to figure out what to do with this uh, erosion problem. And, and to be honest, that's what inspired this show, this episode today. So... I want to share with you some of these solutions that you can cause or you can you can mitigate some of this erosion that's caused by these factors. So essentially, in a nutshell, the solutions are the opposite of the causes. All right? So it's actually you just kind of flip it around and you figure out what can you do to create the opposite of what's causing the erosion in the first place. So in a nutshell, what can you do to slow down the water? What can you do to keep it from channeling? What can you do to enhance root systems forming? What can you do to reduce compaction to increase organic matter? That's in a nutshell the solutions. So let's dive into this a little bit deeper to understand it more fully. So first, let's think about how to anchor that soil in place. The easiest way to do this is with plants. Plants with fibrous roots anchor soil into place. So think, for example, of grasses. A lot of grasses have very fibrous root systems. So they have a lot of these skinny little roots that reach out everywhere and branch into a million little branches, and they're very, very fibrous. So if you pulled up an intact root system of these grasses, you would have this big bushy hairball, essentially. These fibrous root systems are exceptionally effective at anchoring soil into place. They hold that soil there so the soil nourishes the plant and the plant anchors the soil. So it's kind of a mutual relationship between the soil and the plant. So grasses are a great example and I'm not talking about lawn grasses here. I'm talking about, think of like your more ornamental grasses. Now if you guys have listened to any previous episodes, you've probably heard me talk about um, my preference for native plants. 
Um, there's multiple reasons for this. And here again, I'll just kind of preach a few native plants that are very effective at pre- preventing erosion. So native grasses, uh, prairie drop seed is Sporobolus heterolepis is the Latin name. Prairie drop seed is a low-growing, mounding, perennial grass, and it's got these wonderful fibrous root systems that help anchor it in. It looks beautiful planted in masses like the other grasses, which I'll mention as well. So these are grasses. If you have an area where uh, it's a little bit out of the way, they all prefer sun. So uh, you look into prairie drop seed. Uh, it's a low-growing mounding grass. So this is if you maybe about about two feet high. And if you want a slightly taller grass um, that looks good planted in mass, you can go to Little Blue Stem, which is Shizacarium. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up, guys. Shizacarium scoparium is the Latin name for that. Big Blue Stem is Andropogon gerardi. These are both grasses, little blue stem and big blue stem. You guessed it. Little blue stem's a little bit smaller. Big blue stem's a little bit bigger. They're both beautiful grasses. They're native to the the great mid uh, United States prairies. Likewise, prairie drop seed is a short grass, and and um, it's I think it also exists in tall grass prairies. I'm not an ecologist by trade just by passion <laughs> and very amateur at that so um i'm a applied ecologist right so i like to to take some of this beautiful stuff and put it in our landscapes okay some other awesome native grasses is uh, panicum vergatum or switchgrass is another beautiful one there's tons of beautiful cultivars of switchgrass out there that are starting to become very popular in the nursery trade so check out switchgrass wonderful grass okay i I did not intend to get down into talking about plants today, but you can tell um, I love some of these things, some of these plants. Uh, Also, just real quick, if you need a shade suggestion, check out some of our native sedges. So um, uh, Pennsylvania sedge or Carex pennsylvanica is a beautiful native uh, low-growing sedge that so basically a sedge is like it's a it's a cousin to grasses basically they look a lot like grass generally speaking a lot of sedges do better in shade so if you need a shade option that works great for preventing erosion check out uh that sedge pennsylvania sedge okay guys let's get back into talking about more solutions so we (laughs) when i got off on that wild tangent uh, i was talking about plants that anchor soil so those grasses and sedge, uh, sedges are really effective at anchoring soil. The next thing you want to do as far as solutions go is slow down the water. So some of the ways you can do this, uh, you can put in obstacles on contour. So if you think about your, your topographic map, right? If you think of you know, those maps with all the circles and lines on them, So basically what those are is contour lines is what they're called, right? And so if you think about the way water flows, it always takes the easiest path straight downhill. So a contour line is perpendicular to that. So it's a right angle to where the water flows. So if you have somewhere that's downhill, a contour is perpendicular to downhill. It's flat. It's on a flat line. So if you place things on contour, Say it's a ledge. This can be very beautiful, so it doesn't have to be just simply functional. You can have a rock wall, um, a, a seating area 
that's established on contour. And these contours then slow down and stop the water from moving and spread it out. And then it'll gently flow past that area on contour. And so it, it reduces the concentration of the water and slows it down. So at the same time, if you're slowing down the water, you're also helping with infiltration, which is soaking in. So think of a sponge, right? So if you use all these factors together, uh, so you're decompacting your soil, that means you make your soil more like a sponge. So as you slow the water down, you give it more of a chance to soak in the ground instead of running off really quickly and taking all of your topsoil with it. So there's a slogan in some of the ecological restoration spaces, uh, especially when it comes to water management, and it goes slow it, spread it, sink it. So basically, you slow down your water from running off your landscape, you spread it out to allow it to um, run off over, over a wider space and reduce its concentration, and at the same time, you slow it down to allow it to sink in and infiltrate into your soil. This is a strategy that's being done on a large scale, especially in western states that are particularly water-stressed, to help replenish aquifers, so underground water storage, uh, on a massive scale. So these strategies that work on a mass scale and are being implemented on a mass scale also work in your landscape at helping to prevent or manage these erosion problems that you're having. Okay. The next, if you have channeled water, so think about that example where you have a slight depression in between your property line or on your shared property line between you and your neighbor's house, right? So there's a deliberate planned channel there to channel the water runoff away from your homes and out of your landscape. Well, unfortunately, sometimes this channeling causes problems. So you might actually have, say, for example, if you live in Arizona and you have really sandy soil, this channel might start wearing out to where it becomes this massive gully, right? So what do you do there? Well, you want to break up the fast-moving water. Maybe you can't spread out this water out of the channel, right? Maybe you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to, or maybe it's just not feasible. Well, what you can do in these spaces if you already have channeling and you can't spread it out, and maybe it's already creating gullies, is you can still slow down the water. You can slow down how fast it's exiting from that space because the fast moving water is what cuts away, right? It's what continues to cut away the soil and to create deeper and deeper gullies and keeps cutting away at the banks. So what you can do is create a series of pools basically with very, very gentle moving water in between each pool, okay? So this takes a little bit of work, but the idea here is that you want to allow the water to slow down and not cut away at the bank. So <laughs> this is an audio podcast, right? I can't show you exactly what I'm talking about here, but basically you're taking, uh, most commonly you're taking rocks and you're arranging them across that channel in a way where it allows the water to spill over the top of the rocks at a slower rate. And those rocks also are put there to create a little bit of a pool, like a, a, a low flowing dam, basically. So it, it pulls up the water a little bit behind it, and then it spills over the top of the rocks. Now, 
you can hear I've explicitly said it spills over the top of the rocks. You do not want it flowing around the sides of the rocks because then what happens is you get gullies around the sides of your channel and you just make your channel, uh, your gully even wider than it was before and the problem gets worse. So you still want the center of that channel to be the low lowest spot where the water flows over the top of the rocks in the center of your channel but you want it to flow over more gently than it does right now. Hopefully that's making a little bit of sense. Okay, so basically what you're talking about here is is kind of like creating some steps, like a staircase for your water to kind of spill down bit by bit from one step to the next into a little bit of a pool underneath that step. Okay, runoff. So you want to create, again, dispersion and slowing of your runoff. So you can even use like earthworks to do this, um, where let's say um, rain gardens are a great example of this. Rain gardens are built to capture water from upstream of it to kind of spread it out over a large area and to soak it in. We just had our episode where we talked about rain gardens. Uh, Episode 77 was the rain garden episode. So go check that out if you haven't listened to it. It's a wonderful way to use an earthwork or a garden bed, I guess is a more understandable term, to use a garden bed to help manage an erosion problem, okay? So think about what you can do by creating a garden to help manage this water problem. Likewise, like I mentioned, you can create a low wall or that doubles as a seating bench, for example. And that low wall will slow down the water to spread it out and then allow it to percolate in or slowly flow past it. And again, you know, when it's not wet, it's still a functional piece in your landscape. It's still attractive. It's still beautiful. Okay, so the the key here is to build these items on contour. So it's built, again perpendicular to where the runoff is occurring. All right, guys. So I think that's about all I can cover on this topic over an audio show. So I want to really make sure you guys have a chance to understand this. Again, a great episode to refer back to is the rain garden episode. Um, It talks about how to create a garden that basically captures some or all of the runoff from your landscape in a particular area and allows it to soak in uh, for most of your rain events. This creates a low-maintenance garden that's very attractive, that is mostly self-sustaining for most of the year. You just have to go in there and trim things up, you know, maybe pull out a couple of trouble plants here and there, but otherwise it's pretty much taking care of itself and the water that goes there soaks into the ground and waters those plants over the long term and also helps prevent some of these erosion problems and also helps prevent some of the major runoff issues we have in our uh, across our <laughs> our world today basically okay so uh, to help out with some of this stuff i have a giveaway uh, that that covers some of the easiest plants to grow in your landscape it's very helpful for if you're creating one of these rain gardens or a similar uh garden bed that helps manage some of this erosion stuff also 
make sure you check out. I'll try and keep a link in the show notes of some of those plants we talked about. So prairie drop seed, big blue stem, little blue stem, uh, switchgrass, all wonderful grasses that can look very beautiful in your landscape and have those fibrous root systems that really help anchor soil, as well as um, that Pennsylvania sedge, which is a beautiful low-growing sedge as well. All great at preventing uh, erosion from happening um, with their dense fibrous root systems. Also, guys, I suggest you go over and check out episode 51. So you can go over to easylivingyards.com slash episode 51. Or if you're on your mobile, you can type in ely.com how ely.how slash episode 51 and that'll take you to the same page as well Uh, that episode talks about yard drainage solutions so whether you have pooling of water or um, some of this erosion stuff as well water can be a really hassle in the landscape really big hassle in the landscape but we can use it to our advantage and so that's what we want to do with this stuff so go check out that episode as well Again, if you haven't left a review for the show, go on over and leave a review for the show. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show as well. As always, make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.